I want to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able, place your hand over your heart right now. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a pre-born baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. We've partnered with Preborn because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter that doubles a baby's chances at life. By six weeks, eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a little baby is able to suck his or her thumb. For just $28, you can be the difference between the life or death of a child. And if you're a business owner, perhaps you can consider a larger donation for a write-off because we know the government isn't working on saving babies. A donation of 1000 2000 20000 All gifts are tax-deductible and will reach eternity. Get involved today to donate just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby that's pound 250 say the keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict that's preborn.com slash verdict are you being influenced if you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade there's a chance it's been influenced by the chinese communist party here's the reality the ccp may be running the largest influence campaign in history in hollywood takeover brought to you by the epic times investigative reporter tiffany meyer reveals how the ccp exerts control over some major studios don't miss the most important documentary about hollywood yet And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you. Senator, we've got a lot to chat about, including words like MAGA and buying a Bible or going shopping at Dick's Sporting Goods uh, could actually get you on a watch list with financial institutions in the U.S. government. We're going to deal with that. Also, uh, they're admitting now, four years late, uh, that the Hunter Biden laptop is actually real. Yes, the DOJ doing that. We're going to deal with that. But before we get to that, I want to break some news, and that is this. Uh, Senator, you decided that it was time to lead on an amicus brief on behalf of Donald Trump with the case that involves Colorado uh, and that Supreme Court uh, removing him from the state's 2024 ballot. 
not only uh, did you file this amicus brief, but you were able to get more than 170 lawmakers to sign on. This is significant, and yet a lot in the media are acting like this didn't actually happen. Walk us through how important this amicus brief is and exactly the basis, legal basis, for why you decided to do this. Well, we've talked at length about the Colorado Supreme Court decision throwing Donald Trump off the ballot and the combination of Colorado and the Maine Secretary of State, I think without hyperbole, is the greatest assault on democracy we've seen in our lifetimes. This, these are partisan leftist Democrats who are issuing rulings saying the voters should not be allowed to vote for Donald Trump. Mind you, these are Democrats who, who posture all day long about how much they believe in democracy, how they're defending democracy. And nothing says defending democracy better than stopping the voters from voting for your opponent. I mean, it, it is an absolute assault. So yesterday, I filed an amicus brief on behalf of 179 members of Congress. So I led the brief in the Senate. Steve Scalise, the majority leader in the House, led it in the House. And, and our brief is supporting Donald Trump, and it's urging the Supreme Court to reverse the decision of the Colorado Supreme Court, as we've talked about at length. And by the way, if you did not listen to our podcast a couple of weeks, weeks ago doing a deep dive on the Colorado Supreme Court case, you should, because it, it is substantive analysis that you will not get on CNN, you will not get on MSNBC, you will not get anywhere else. But this brief lays out the legal arguments, and... We filed it yesterday with with 46 senators and a total of 179 members of Congress. And 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 it is the, the main arguments we make. We make, number one, that under the language of the 14th Amendment and Section three, that it does not prohibit Donald Trump from being a candidate. And, and we argue that federal legislation is required under the 14th Amendment to enforce Section three. And that has not been enacted. We argue that that removing a candidate from the ballot denies Congress the power to remove a Section 3 disability. So under the text of the 14th Amendment, it says someone who participates in an insurrection, engages in an insurrection, is ineligible from serving in office. But then it says Congress may uh, vote to remove that disability. And we pointed out, look, if the Colorado Supreme Court removes Trump from the ballot, that takes away Congress's ability to vote on the issue and decide it. And we argue beyond that that, that that the question of whether Section 3 applies is what's called a political question. A political question is something that the courts cannot and will not decide, but that is instead left to the elected and political bodies in our country, that it's left to Congress. Beyond that, we argue that under the text and terms of, of the 14th Amendment, Section 3 does not apply to former President Trump, that it applies to other members of the federal government to lesser officers, but not to the president, not to the vice president. And finally, and this is a really important argument that we make, we argue that, that the Colorado Supreme Court's decision lacks neutral principles. And if it's upheld, it would lead to widespread deballoting of political opponents. In other words, if the Colorado decision is upheld, you will see Democrats all across the country removing Republicans from the ballot, and you will see in a tit-for-tat Republicans moving Democrats from the ballot. And that is bad for this country. It's bad for democracy. It's not the rule of law. It is a terrible outcome. And, and so what 
179 of us came together yesterday to say is the Supreme Court should reverse this. And as you and I have talked about, um, I believe it is incredibly important. I think it's a very real chance that the Supreme Court will reverse this unanimously. I hope and pray that they do, because I don't want to see a partisan divide, a 6-3 decision where the press can say, oh, all the Republicans voted one way, all the Democrats voted the other way. I think a unanimous decision saying the voters are going to decide the next president. It's not going to be partisan Democrats. It's not going to be judges. It's going to be the voters of the people of America. I think a unanimous decision saying that would be incredibly important for the country, incredibly important for the rule of law, and incredibly important for the Supreme Court. I, I got to go to back to a question about this amicus brief and, and just talking about the 170 uh, plus lawmakers that you're able to sign on to that. That is not something you hear very often for anything. How willing were others, and, and I'm assuming very willing, to jump on board so quickly with this amicus brief? And how significant will that be uh, for those at the Supreme Court who will be reading this? Well, look, remember, this this case was uh, set for very expedited schedule. So the argument is February 8th, which is just a couple of weeks from now. And, and we had just about a week to draft this brief. And so I directed, as soon as the court took the case, I directed my team, let's draft a brief. This is, this is the most important opportunity to defend democracy we've had in our country. And, and I wanted us to lead. So, so I got our team drafting the brief. We drafted it. We had it prepared two days ago. And so two days ago, we circulated it to other members of Congress. What I did yesterday is I went to the Republican Study Committee, which is the largest conservative group in the House, and I went there and I talked about the amicus brief, and Steve Scalise had circulated it, but I talked to about 150 House members, and I said, look, this is incredibly important. This is a defense of democracy. We all ought to stand together, and and that, I think, helped produce a lot of the, the House members who joined us, and then at, at, at our Senate lunch, you know, we've talked about before, when the Senate is in session, all the Senate Republicans, we have lunch together every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday. And so I stood up at Wednesday's lunch and I told everyone, I said, look, we've circulated this brief. It is incredibly important. I'd like for all of us to be united. And, and it's a very quick time frame. I said, look, we circulated on Tuesday. We need an answer by Wednesday night. And so people had to decide very quickly. Usually you have more time because the Supreme Court, when it schedules an argument, you have much more time. But this is an incredibly accelerated appeal. And we ended up getting out of 49 Republicans. We got 46 Republican senators. So all but three joined the brief in, in a day and a half. And so I was very glad to see a total of 179 members of Congress come together. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, I mean it. They are the only one. Patriot Mobile is a fabulous supporter of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. And I have been now for almost a decade. Patriot Mobile offers you as a conservative two things that are going to be very important. Number one, dependable nationwide coverage giving you the ability to access all of the major network towers that you're using right now, which means you get the same coverage that you've been accustomed to, but the most important thing is without funding the left. Now, when I say find the left, you may say, what do you mean? You may not realize just how much Big Mobile actually hates you and your family values, your faith, and how much they're giving to Planned Parenthood. 
That's why I switched to Patriot Mobile. And when I look down at my phone, I see Patriot up in the upper left-hand corner. And I know that every time that I'm sending a message, every time I'm on that phone, I am supporting with my dollars an organization that supports free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, as well as our military veterans and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which makes switching easy. I just had to switch over a phone the other day. It was easy. When I say easy, I mean easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number you have right now. You can keep your same phone you have in your hand or upgrade it to a new one. And their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Now, when you pay your bill, that's when the real magic happens. They take a percentage of that bill at no cost to you. And they give it back to the conservative causes that I just mentioned. So you're making a difference and standing with your values instead of giving your money to companies that literally hate what you believe in. So make the switch by going to PatriotMobile.com slash verdict. That's PatriotMobile dot com slash verdict or call them nine seven two patriot that's nine seven two patriot get free activation when you use the promo code verdict join me and make the switch today patriotmobile.com slash verdict that's patriotmobile.com slash verdict or nine seven two patriot senator last question on this on this brief explain a little bit uh, of what the court is going to be looking at with these amicus briefs there are a lot of them that are obviously being written because it's such a big issue how do they prioritize them and does if an amicus brief is read by one justice is it read by all of them how does that work so amicus briefs are read by all nine justices and what will happen is all of the briefs in the case are sent to all nine justices they will get briefs from the petitioner who is the person who's appealing. They will get a merits brief from the respondent who is the person who prevailed below. And they will get a reply brief from the petitioner. And then beyond that, you will have amicus briefs supporting one party, supporting the other party. And you'll have some amicus briefs supporting neither party. And in a case, in a given case, you could have a lot of amicus briefs. I've, 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 when I was clerking at the court, I had cases where we had as many as like 50, 60, 70 amicus briefs. So lots of people. Amicus is short for amicus curiae, which is Latin for friend of the court. And so an amicus brief is a brief that is filed by someone who's not a party, but that wants to share their views and believe they're relevant to the issues before the court. Uh, I don't know how many amicus briefs were filed before the court. In this case, we'll know shortly from the docket sheet, but but to get a brief from 179 members of Congress is a big deal. That is unusual. That happens very rarely. When you say rarely, I, I'm trying to go back in history and remember any time where I've heard something like this when it comes to Supreme Court. I can't think of one, and I think that's one of the reasons why I, I am so excited that you did this and also excited that that many people also understood the urgency of this and as you described it having a 9-0 decision is good for america it's not a political decision it's good for this country on so many different levels that you can't just take a, a political opponents off the ballot and that's clearly your goal here that that's exactly right and look i filed a lot of amicus briefs before the supreme court in in the senate particularly on religious liberty and typically when i file an amicus brief i get Oh, 10 to 15 senators. And and by the way, those briefs get read. They get considered. We've tried to write serious briefs. Actually, I've written several amicus briefs along with Mike Johnson, who is now the Speaker of the House. But before he was, he was just a, 
uh, a member of the House who had been a religious liberty constitutional lawyer. And so he and I teamed up multiple times. Mike Johnson joined this brief, uh, and but he and I teamed up multiple times. But typically, you know, I'd get, like I said, 10, 15, 20 senators on board a brief, and that was significant. To get 46 senators, to get a total of 179 members of Congress, uh, th- that is unusual. I've had moments. So back two decades ago, when I was the Solicitor General of Texas, we had a case uh, concerning the Pledge of Allegiance, where an atheist living out in Calif- California, a guy named Michael Newdow, filed a lawsuit arguing that it violated the Constitution for the words one, one nation under God to be in the, in, in the Pledge of Allegiance. And amazingly enough, this atheist won in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The Ninth Circuit has consistently been the most liberal court of appeals in the country, and the Ninth Circuit ruled it violated the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment to have the words one nation under God in the Pledge of Allegiance. That went up on appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, and I was Solicitor General of Texas at the time, I drafted an amicus brief that ended up being joined by all 50 states. It's the only one I know of that every single state joined. And we defended the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'll tell you, at the very end, when we had about 48, I got on the phone with the SGs in in, in the states that were holdouts. And they were kind of arguing back and forth. And I said, look, you know, if your attorney general wants to be the only attorney general in the country that doesn't support the Pledge of Allegiance, all right. I mean, that's I, I commend you for your courage. I'm not sure it's wisdom, but it, but it is certainly brave. And, and so, you know, stand up and tell your voters to go jump in a lake. That, 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 that's really bold. And, and the last couple uh, said, you know what, we'll, we'll join this brief too. And so we had 50 there. Anytime you get this many on board, it takes personal advocacy. And, and, and I don't think it would have happened in this brief had I not gone to the House and made the case directly to House members and had I not stood up at the Senate lunch and made the case directly to to my Senate colleagues. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart to heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days. 
maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. The 2024 election is upon us, and the war on masculinity in America today is more blatant than ever. I want you to know that now is the time to choose strength and vitality over weakness and complacency. The problem is men's testosterone levels are off a cliff historically, at all-time low. And isn't that what the liberal elite want? A weak and docile underclass. Thankfully, the patriots at chalk. C-H-O-Q are here to help real American men take back the right to proudly maximize their masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, look, I've been taking the Chalk Male Vitality Stack for over a year now, and it works, period. It's manufactured right here in the U.S. Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, your mood, And guess what? Over the last year, I've lost almost 50 pounds because I'm working out again and I feel so much more active than I ever had before, especially hitting over 40. So maximize your masculinity today at Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Use promo code Ben for a massive discount on any subscription for life. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code Ben for lifetime savings on any subscription. Limited time offer. Subscriptions cancelable anytime. C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code Ben. I want to move, Senator, also to this other uh, really shocking story, uh, and, and it just shows you how bad our, our government has become, and I'm talking about the deep state here, with the feds targeting conservatives. Uh, with alarming new surveillance, the feds uh, asked banking institutions to search private transactions without any type of warrants for terms like MAGA, Trump, or other words that dealt with things that were biblical purchases that can include a Bible. Also keywords that they said that they suggested that banks look for in transactions would be things like sporting goods stores like Dick's Sporting Goods, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shop, and more. Uh, this is such an abuse of power and a weaponization of the federal government on the American people. When I hear this, I want to know, how is this not breaking the law to be able to do this without there being any probable cause or search warrants where they can just go to my bank and say, hey, if any of these things are there, we want to know about it. Look, this is an enormous abuse of power. It is an enormous violation of the privacy of Americans. This happened. The House Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, released the documents that they got from the Treasury Department. And this all happened 
after January 6th, 2021. So after January 6th, you had Joe Biden in power and these zealots said, we are going to target our political enemies. We have the entire federal government as a weapon. We are going to go after them. And, and, and this was driven by the Treasury Department's Office of Stakeholder Integration and Engagement in the Strategic Operations of the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. And it's called FinCEN is the, is the acronym. And it distributed materials to financial institutions that outlined, quote, typologies of, quote, various persons of interest. Now, those typologies included anyone using the term Trump, anyone using the term MAGA, and and they said these are people more likely to be, quote, lone actor, homegrown violent extremists. Uh, but they, the, and according to, to the Judiciary Committee's analysis, FinCEN wanted, a, this is a, a quote, FinCEN wanted financial institutions of extremism indicators that include transportation charges, such as bus tickets, rental cars, plane tickets, for travel areas with no apparent purpose, or the purchase of books, including religious texts, and subscriptions to other media containing extremist views. Now, what kind of religious books? Well, among them was the Bible. If you went and bought the Bible, the Biden Treasury Department was reporting that, okay, we think you're in danger of being a terrorist because you purchased the Bible. So if, if you had any financial transaction that included the word Trump or MAGA, they th- thought you were in danger of being a terrorist. If you bought the Bible, you were in danger of being the terrorist. And they also... Uh, instructed financial institution to query for transactions using certain codes like small arms and that that is an mcc code of 3484 or sporting and recreational goods and supply that's an mcc code of 5091 and the keywords and this is what treasury specified cabela's dick's sportings goods and bass pro shop and I'll point out Dick Sporting Good in the middle of all the Democrat efforts to engage in gun control uh, came out rather loudly against the Second Amendment. So as for me, I, I don't go to Dick Sporting's Goods, but Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's are both fantastic institutions. And if you shop there, the Biden administration wanted to know, because if you go to to Bass Pro Shops, they think you're a likely terrorist. It's it's outrageous. It's also, I think, shocking how easily people were giving up this information. Why is it that we now find out that so many businesses are willing to just say, here's everything when they're asked, not say, hey, we get a warrant for this or show me some actual paperwork. It seems that almost all of these companies are complicit, saying we're more than happy to help you invade on the privacy of our customers from a standpoint you just mentioned of of Dick Sporting Goods. When I look at companies that do this, I say I'm never wanting to go there again, certainly not with a credit card. Yeah. So so it's not clear that the retailers were engaged in this process. So it's not clear that Cabela's or Dick Sporting Goods or Bass Pro Shops were participating. This was directed at banks. And, and, and listen, banks, banks are massively regulated by the federal government. They are dealing literally every day with their federal regulators. 
the federal government has enormous power over banks. And, and, and so I understand from a bank's perspective, if Treasury is leaning on them and saying, we want this information, the federal government has the ability to shut down a bank, to destroy a bank's business if they disagree with you. And, and, and so it is an area where for, for big state leftists that want to know everything about your personal life, Banks are a real vulnerability because every one of us, if you're dealing with modern life, if you're depositing a paycheck in your bank account, if you're paying your bills with a bank account, if you have a credit card, your financial records detail what you're spending money on. And by the way, the left, just like communist China, wants to know every single thing you spend money on. You know, one of the very first versions of the Build Back Broke bill, they called it Build Back Better, but I think Build Back Broke defined it more accurately. One of the earliest versions required banks to report to the federal government. So if you're making a car payment, if you're making a rent payment, uh, you know, we're, we're not quite there, but we're not far away from if you're filling up your tank with gas, you had to report to the federal government. And, and, and for leftists, Elizabeth Warren and President Xi in China both want to know every single thing you spend a penny on. And and this is an example of the Treasury Department. Janet Yellen, you know, George Orwell's 1984 talked about Big Brother. Janet Yellen is perfectly happy to be Big Sister and, and try to gather as much information about your personal financial transactions as humanly possible. It, what will the outcome be of this, uh, I guess you could say, new investigation? And is there any way to stop this from happening in the future? Or as long as the Biden administration's in power, can they continue to get away with this abuse of power? Well, look, we can have congressional oversight, and, and we will. And the House will engage in it because the, the House has a majority, and so they can hold hearings in the Senate. No Democrat cares. So in the Senate, we will not have a single hearing on this. Why? Because the consequence of having a majority in the Senate is whoever has the majority has the committee chairman. So I am the ranking member on the Senate Commerce Committee. That means I'm the senior Republican on the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science and Transportation. That's a committee that has jurisdiction over 40 percent of the U.S. economy. It's an enormously consequential committee. As the ranking member, I have the ability to to fight hard for jobs and economic growth in the state of Texas. And I do that across the country, and I do that every day. But what I don't have the ability to do is I can't convene a hearing. Only the chairman can convene a hearing. So in the Senate, there is literally not a single Democrat that gives a damn that the Biden administration is violating your privacy by engaging in the searches. Because they, all of them, they hate Donald Trump so much that they've been radicalized and they believe it's perfectly justifiable to weaponize the federal government. So you ask, what can Congress do? Look, if we had control of both bodies, we could pass legislation to stop this. Under a Chuck Schumer Democrat Senate, they're not going to pass legislation to stop it. No Democrat will support it. So that means we can do oversight. I can write letters. I can give speeches. I can shine a light on it. I can do this podcast. But I can't convene a hearing of the Judiciary Committee because Dick Durbin, the chairman, won't do it. I can't pass legislation because no Democrat will support it. And so at this point, elections have consequences. And, and as long as we're in the minority, what I'm limited to be able to do on something like this, an abuse of power of the Biden administration, is shine a light 
and do everything I can to to encourage the American people to be outraged at this and hold their elected officials accountable for violating their privacy. And clearly it should become an election year issue, yes. especially for conservatives uh, this time around, because I think this is the type of issue that will really connect with conservative voters who say enough is enough and stop treating us like we are terrorists just because we are conservatives. Uh, they put I go back and remind people what they did to parents that showed up at school board meetings, uh, putting out those FBI memos, treating them like they're domestic terrorists. Uh, this is the Democratic Party and their DOJ and what they will do to conservatives. It's 2024, and a lot of us are trying to get our finances in order. There is some great news for homeowners. Interest rates have dropped and are now in the fives, a lot lower than they were last year. So if you've been buried in high-interest credit card debt, now's the time to break free. American Financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off your high-interest debt. Last year, their salary-based mortgage consultants helped customers save an average of $854 a month. That's like giving yourself a $10,000 raise. What a way to start the new year. And if you start today, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. Call American Financing today, 888-675-4090. That's 888-675-4090. Or AmericanFinancing.net. MLS, 182334 MLSConsumeraccess.org APR for the rates in the five start at 6.406% for well-qualified borrowers. Call 888-675-4090 for details about credit costs and terms. Senator, lastly, I want to move to another story that is broken. Uh, it's one that is uh, Captain Obvious. Yeah, we already knew this, and yet somehow we've finally gotten the admission Something we all knew from the very beginning. Biden's Department of Justice is admitting now that Hunter Biden's laptop is, in fact, real. Four years after Biden's laptop from hell was falsely labeled misinformation, the DOJ is admitting it's real. We also knew at the time they knew it was real and the FBI knew it was real. And we also now know that those 50 plus leaders in the intelligence community they knew that it was real when they lied to the American people to influence the election in the last presidential cycle. Your reaction to this? Look, this is a stunning admission. It means Joe Biden lied to the American people. Hunter Biden lied to the American people. Just about every single elected Democrat in America lied to the American people. Just about every single corporate media outlet that repeated the Democrat talking points lied to the American people. I want to read you what the Biden Department of Justice just filed in a federal court. This is from a brief. And, and the heading is, while investigating the defendant for tax violations, investigators obtained evidence showing his prior gun purchase was illegal because he was addicted to controlled substances. And here's the paragraph. In August 2019, IRS and FBI investigators obtained a search warrant for tax violation for defendants Apple iCloud account. In response to that warrant, in September of 2019, Apple produced backups of data from various of the defendant's electronic devices that he had backed up to his iCloud account. Investigators also later came into possession of the defendant's Apple MacBook Pro, which he had left 
at a computer store. A search warrant was also obtained for his laptop, and the results of the search were largely duplicative of information investigators had already obtained from Apple. That means the Biden Department of Justice is admitting the Hunter laptop is real. It was his laptop. He left it at the repair station. The information on it is accurate. They knew it was accurate. They knew it was accurate in 2019. They knew it was accurate because they had the information from Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud account, and it was the same thing. So they knew it was real, and yet they did not make that public. And Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and just about every elected Democrat lied to the American people and said, this is not real. This is not his laptop. This is Russian misinformation. This is planted by Vladimir Putin. And the media, the corporate media was utterly complicit. They repeated it over and over and over again. And by the way, to the best of my knowledge, so we now have the Biden DOJ saying every word they said was a lie. I'm not aware of a single corporate media outlet that has apologized, that has retracted what they've said. The New York Times, to the best of my knowledge, has not. The Washington Post has not. ABC, NBC, CBS has not. MSNBC has not. CNN has not. They are perfectly happy to have lied to the American people. And by the way, lied to the American people in October of 2020, right before the presidential election. Yeah, They well, all and, and lied to the American people. And now the Biden DOJ has admitted it was a lie and DOJ knew it was a lie then, and they were perfectly happy with that lie being told to the American people. Well, and let's play the liar in chief. This is the then candidate Joe Biden at a presidential debate standing next to Donald Trump. And I'll start with this lie, and then you can hear him throughout that entire campaign cycle. 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. This is classic Trump. We have four days left and all of a sudden there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter were Russian disinformation and smear campaign, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. It's the last-ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. The vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. No basis at all. Turns out he was lying the entire time. By the way, he knew it was the laptop of his son. He knew it wasn't Russian disinformation. And, And Hunter did, too. And Hunter did, too. And the DOJ knew it as well. And the FBI knew it as well. At this point, Senator... How do you trust anything coming out of of this FBI and this DOJ if this is what they're doing in the process? You can't. They've demonstrated that they're willing to be partisans. They're willing to lie to the American people, and they don't feel they have any obligation to the truth. I mean, this does enormous damage to the Department of Justice, the FBI, because they knew as a fact that what Biden was saying, that what was being said public was a total lie. And by the way, the 50, quote, intelligence professionals. You know who organized that group? Who was that? Tony Blinken. And that's what Tony Blinken's job was then. He was working for the Biden campaign. He was working for the Biden campaign, and he got rewarded, I got to say, as a president, about the biggest plum you have to offer. 
is Secretary of State, is the most prestigious cabinet position, and for the job of organizing all these intelligence officials to lie. Every one of these 50, by the way, a reporter, if there's any honest reporter in America, they ought to ask every one of these 50, you lied to the American people weeks before a presidential election. Are you embarrassed? Do you apologize to the American people? What did you do wrong to cause you to lie to the American people? Did you abuse their trust? Are you ashamed of your role? Now, I don't think there'll be a single reporter that asked them that because the corporate media participated in the lies as well. They're not embarrassed. They're not ashamed. And they're certainly not going to ask the liars who participated in what is. You want to talk about election interference? This is blatant election interference. Not only that, but it brings up a new lie. It's one that Representative James Comer was talking about on Hannity. He had this to say about the new lie from Joe Biden uh, and the Biden crime family about the art that his son was selling. Take a listen. Let me ask you about the other two issues of stories that John Solomon was reporting on. One is the art dealer and the testimony that was given. Uh, were we not told that they had an ethics agreement that Hunter would not know the, the people that purchased his art? Uh, now we know that Joe Biden, the big guy himself, uh, was speaking to the, the art dealer directly. That was testimony apparently that you received. And you know, what do you have to say about the cocaine that the FBI knew about in 2018 as it relates to his gun holster? We have only about a minute left. This is a this is another major lie that Joe Biden's told the American people. The White House said they had an agreement in place uh, to provide maximum ethics. Uh, we really thought they probably had something in place. It probably wasn't worth the paper uh, that it was written on, but we were shocked to learn from George Burgess uh, in the transcribed interview that he's never even heard from anyone from the White House. He didn't know anything about an ethics agreement. He had never even seen in the news where there was an ethics agreement. So, you know, again, another lie by Joe Biden, another lie by the White House. Uh, nothing is panning out that Joe Biden said with respect to his family's shady business and schemes. We're going to bring Hunter Biden in. We're going to get answers from from all of these people. They're going to get answers from all these people. These are just some of the questions they're going to get to ask, in theory, if he shows up, Hunter Biden. And I got to imagine that if you're, you know, any one of these Republican congressmen or, or women that may get to ask him questions or James Comer, or Jim Jordan, you've got to be chomping at the bit to get answers. Well, I got to say, we're really in an unusual moment of time. Listen, politicians are not known for tremendous honesty to put it mildly but as a general matter presidents of the united states do not routinely lie to the american people and and i'm not suggesting that's because all of our presidents have been paragons of integrity i think there have been presidents that would certainly have been willing to lie but the reason presidents typically don't commit direct lies to the american people is they get caught and when they get caught, it undermines their credibility and it hurts you. And most politicians, even if they're venal and self-serving, they don't want to get caught in a lie because it hurts their credibility. The Biden presidency has been unique in the history of our country. With the willingness of Joe Biden and every person who works for him to lie on a daily basis over and over and over again and not not spin. Look, everyone spins. I, I, I don't fault a, a White House Democrat or Republican for spinning, for trying to put a good twist on the facts. 
but straight out lies, things that are demonstrably absolutely false. What you just played, Joe Biden saying this laptop is Russian disinformation. He knew it was his son's laptop. His son knew it was his son's laptop. It was his son's laptop. It was a flat out lie. There's not that that's not a matter of perspective. That's just blatantly false. Why is it that Joe Biden, unique among presidents, lies on on seemingly a daily basis to the American people? And the reason is because the American corporate media is broken. You want to know who's responsible for, for Biden's lying? Jake Tapper. And, and you and I have talked about in my last book that just came out a couple of months ago, Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. I have an entire chapter. I talk about the leftist takeover of major institutions. I have an entire chapter on journalism. And I talk about how Jake Tapper used to be a journalist. He used to care about truth. And then Trump broke him, and he is now a propagandist. He is a shell of his former self. You know Jake Tapper. You worked yeah. for years for CNN. Jake Tapper knows that Biden is lying on a daily basis, and you know what Jake Tapper doesn't do? He doesn't call him out. And the fact that Jake Tapper behaves like a cheerleader and, and, and Praetorian guard for the White House— like a propagandist for the White House, like Pravda for the White House, it makes the White House more and more likely to lie because they know they will not get caught anywhere other than Fox News and right-wing media, and they don't care what they say. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's going to be very interesting to see also how much of an election year issue this is, an Achilles heel for the president, uh, specifically because they're now admitting, yeah, they lied about all of it. And if that's what you're admitting, how is that going to change things moving forward? We're going to keep you updated on that. Don't forget, we do this show Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and or auto-download button, especially if you are on Apple. Make sure that you hit that like button there. Also, please share this podcast on social media wherever you are on social media. Uh, and lastly, uh, don't forget that uh, you can listen to my show, the Ben Ferguson podcast on those in-between days. I will keep you up to date uh, on the latest breaking news on those in-between days. And we'll see you back here for the week in review on Saturday as well. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. 
Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.